the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's talk a little um, drones. Um, obviously, we've seen some really cool stories on drones. Pizzas are going to be delivered by drones. People in the South are going to use their guns to shoot down drones. There's going to be a lot of drones, 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 right? Amazon.com is going to deliver packages. Again, people shoot down said drone and grab said package. Um, planes may crash because of drones. There's a lot of sexy stories about them. Now, after Hurricane Harvey and Irma inundated Houston, Florida, claiming the lives of, I think, about 80-plus people and causing... $100 billion plus dollars in damage to the Texas coastline and all up and down Florida. The FAA granted more than 100 permits for drones to work in search and rescue, damage assessment, and for the media. Now, that's pretty cool. I think that was a coming-of-age moment, so to speak. Drones were deployed in Texas to triage repairs to bridges, roads, water treatment plants, and other key infrastructure, while officials used them to improve their understanding of flooding and drainage so as to better prepare for future storms. In the private arena, drones were used by companies like Allstate and Travelers. They released squadrons of them to assess property damage. AT&T surveyed its mobile phone towers, while power suppliers and energy and chemical companies inspected refineries, pipelines, fuel tanks, um, electric lines. Companies like Union Pacific used drones to pinpoint railroad track subsidence issues make sure that their trains weren't going to come unhinged from the line. Um, so drones were able to go into dangerous and impenetrable places. First responders flew drones in search and rescue missions, not just to protect human life. Ranchers actually searched for cattle that was dispersed by floodwaters using the technology. 
investors interested in playing the rise of the drone based on hurricanes Harvey and Irma. You know, you got to start thinking about who's who's a player here. There's Aero Environment. I took some AVAV. There's Lockheed Martin LMT and there's Boeing BA. They all have big business around them tied towards defense-oriented spending. Now, when you get a drone, you are going to have to drill down to figure out the finished product, especially when you're doing like the farming issues. Um, there's a lot of data, and who dominates data right now? Amazon Web Services, ticker symbol Amazon, AMZ, E-N, Microsoft Azure, MSFT, Alibaba, ticker symbol Baba, Google G-O-O-G, and if you use that artificial intelligence along with data collection and analysis by the drones, you can get a lot of better decision-making based on you know your ideas for capital deployment, higher returns on investments. On top of all this, you get companies who have the chip makers that go inside the drones, like this is a $127 billion you know, market. You get Texas Instruments, TXN, Xilinx, XLNX, Microchip Technologies, MCHP, Intel, INTC. Um, you know, in January of 2016, Intel acquired Ascending Technologies, which is a maker of the Falcon 8 commercial drone. Um, so building the drones and having the semiconductors power them, you know, I'm giving you all the names and players at this point in time. Drones are, I'm not going to say the Internet of the 21st century, where it disrupts several industries that you know are so unprepared because I, I think a lot of people see them working hand in hand with a lot of industries like the insurance industry. But their ability to tap you know areas that you know they can function faster into is pretty cool, making things more efficient and work at lower costs. So farmers can use water more efficiently and improve yields through soil analysis and early disease detection. Companies like deer announced um, in September of 2017 that they would buy Blue River Technologies for $305 million, which is a startup that utilizes artificial intelligence to identify and spray individual weeds with pesticide. That's something that a drone can do a lot more cheaper and more efficiently than a John Deere tractor. Airbus in May of 2016 announced the formation of the Munich-based Airbus Aerial to provide uh, services to clients in agriculture, insurance, energy, and government. So that could be worth up to $120 billion annually as far as an industry. Siemens is sending um, drones to inspect offshore wind turbines. It expects them to carry out repairs once three-dimensional printing techni- technologies advance. So Silicon Valley-based company called Zipline uh, has been flying blood products to 21 hospitals in Rwanda and will expand next year to Tanzania, where it will use fixed-wing drones to deliver vaccines, HIV, and malaria medications and medical supplies to 1,000 health facilities, covering 10 million people in some of the East Africa's uh, country's most remote places. So, um, frivolously, and that's where the, you know, the world lives, is in frivolous moments. Domino's Pizza delivered the first pizza by drone in New Zealand in November at a cost considerably lower than that incurred by a human driver of a car or a motor scooter. Now, again, not everyone lives in New Zealand, and not everyone lives, you know, hours from a pizza place or miles from a pizza place. But it was pretty frivolous, but also an issue where Domino's was able to make a little bit of money. 
Amazon's conducting narrow test of drone delivery of packages. They're doing the test right now in the UK. Chinese e-commerce company JD.com began delivering payloads of up to 30 kilograms by drone in November. It's testing drones that can haul as much as 1,000 kilograms, um, 620 miles. Goldman Sachs expects Goldman Sachs expects that the industries such as construction, agriculture, and insurance will spend 13 billion on drones between last year and 2020, while the FAA expects more than 400,000 commercial drones to be in use by 2021. Markets can start to take off, pun intended, uh, once the FAA completes operational guidelines to let these drones safely fly into existing air traffic. So there's a lot going on when you talk drones, huh? Like, you didn't realize that there's companies that are delivering medicines in Rwanda. Uh, parts are war-torn, and you get, you know, a hospital van carrying blood samples, and it doesn't make it there because some warlord wants the van for himself, or he wants to terrorize the people and destroy blood samples that perish when they get warm. Um, so HIV and malaria infections could go down in the world. Uh, more people can get better health because of drones. It's all pretty good stuff. You know, again, some of the players are Deere and Airbus, ticker symbol DE and AIR, Siemens, uh, foreign-based uh, publicly traded company, Texas Instruments, Xilinx, Microchip, and Intel, all players in the semiconductor side of the fence, Amazon Web Services, Microsoft, Alibaba, and Google, all on the, the data side. But the makers, you know, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, and Aerovivarant, um, all makers of actual drones. Now, Boeing, when you buy Boeing, you get 737s and 767s and 787s, but you also get missiles, and you also get drones. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. On the iHeartRadio app. Lost your mind. Is there a reason why I'm still awake? And he says, I've got you written in a black book. Comment on this morning's topic? We're taking your calls right now. 800 516 1220. That's 800 516 1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. We're easing back in record highs on the market. It's been a very good start for the week, perhaps a little too good. Apple has kind of got that risk aversion thing going on as it fades a bit after unveiling its iPhone 8 and iPhone X. More on that later. 
It's ringing Juliet. She's on a phone call, 800-516-1220. How are you? Hi. How are you, Barbie? Hey. What's up? What hey. can I help you with? Question about ESPP stock. When should you sell and how long is too long to hold on to it? Good questions. Um, I'm going to defer to CFP Chad Burton, who does the show from 6 to 7, Monday, uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, but I'll give you my basic ideas on it. Can I ask what stock it is? Uh, it's Juniper Stocks. Okay. Um, thanks for the call. Um, let's tell everyone what ESPP is. It's an employee stock purchase plan. It's typically given at a discount by a company, in this case a network and equipment company. Um, it's given to you not because you're beautiful and not because you're funny. It's not given to you because you're um, an exceptional worker and they want to over-incentivize you. It's given to you because you're a worker and they want to keep you. In a world of uh, tough finding workers, they find another way to compensate you without you know, digging into the cash coffers. So they kind of hurt the shareholders a bit, but some would say that they're retaining you, which helps the shareholders. Employees contribute to the plan through payroll deductions, which build up between the offering date and the purchase date. At the purchase date, the company uses the accumulated funds to purchase shares in the company on behalf of the participating employees. So that's how you're getting into them. Employee stock purchase plan, you get a discount rate on the company shares. It depends on the specific plan, but it's typically, typically about 15% lower than the market price. And ESPPs may have a look-back provision allowing the plan to use a historical closing price of the stock. Um, so there's some positives right there. Now, there's qualified versus non-qualified plans. And there's going to be some tax issues that I don't want to get into because then it's turning into a specific one-on-one -on -one show with you. But if you email your question, Juliet, to chat at newfocusfinancial.com, chat at newfocusfinancial.com, or info at newfocusfinancial.com, or even Rob at robblackshow.com, I'll get an answer for you, but a lot more answers have to be given to questions that need to be asked. ESP PVs are categorized in two ways, qualified and unqualified. Qualified plans require the approval of shareholders before implementation. Now, the offering period of a qualified ESPP cannot be greater than three years, and there are restrictions on the maximum price discounts allowable. Non-qualified plans are not subject to as many restrictions. Um, however, non-qualified plans do not have the tax advantages of after-tax deductions like qualified plans. Um, so there's a lot going on there. And I would say that one thing you don't want to do is turn an ESPP into too large of a holding where it's too much risk. You already work for company X, which is paying for your car, it's paying for your clothes, it's paying for your home, it's paying for your dinners. Now you're going to start using their employee stock as a tax-efficient means by which you're going to be paying for your retirement. Now, again, I look at it as income. I do not look at it as a gift. I do not look at it as an investment. So if the position is sold two years after the offering date and at least one year after the purchase date, the shares will fall under a qualified disposition more often than not. And this is where I'm going to start losing the listeners. So let me just say, follow up with an email, and I'll try to get you a better answer. Uh, but Chad does more work with ESPPs, and he actually has a position at newfocusfinancial.com that deals with tax consequences. Um, not as big of a problem as it used to be, but still an issue to digest. 
So over the course of the past days, S&P mid-cap index has risen 2%. The Russell jumped 1.7%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average and the NASDAQ up 1.5%. The S&P 500 up 1.4%. It's been a bull move on the market. Uh, ultimately, on the weekend, we didn't get Hurricane Irma out of um, whack. It wasn't as damaging as feared. North Korean tensions have gone from boiling to simmering. And there isn't going to be any budget debt ceiling drama this month. Notable takeaway is that the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the NASDAQ Composite, the S&P 500 are all trading at record highs to start the day. Doesn't mean we in there and doesn't mean a damn thing. I'm not retiring today, so I'm not like, woohoo, thank goodness for 40 years I've been investing today. I closed my, my, my investment career at record highs. Woo-hoo! That's not the case. Ten-year treasuries down to 2.16%, still incredibly low. Good time to consider a mortgage. The increase in the index for final demand um, on the PPI report showed gasoline prices jump big time. Um, so there was an increase in prices for final demand goods. On a year-over-year basis, the index for final demand up 2.4%, which is a little on the inflationary side. Um, it's kind of Goldilocksian because when you start stripping out food and energy, it's down to 2%, which is just about right. You don't want inflation issues to get too hot, and you don't want inflation issues to get too cold. You do want the people in the world to get more income. You do want the producers to get more earnings, but within reason. So elsewhere out there, Nordstrom could be moving closer to a workout deal to go private, which... I don't know. A lot of the uh, big shareholders in Nordstrom are uh, family. And I just think at some point in time, Nordstrom needs to look around and go, even though by going private, they can fire people, they can downsize, they can right-size, whatever you want to say. Um, something tells me that you still need to worry about Amazon in this world. So Target's big winner today. Um, they said they're going to hire 100,000 people this holiday season. Uh, that's out there. Gasoline prices have boosted uh, U.S. producer inflation. So that's one of the things that we've seen. Producer prices rebounded in August, driven by a surge in the cost of gasoline. And there's also some signs of some underlying producer inflation. Some of the coolest features on the iPhone uh, 10. do not call it the X. It's the sharpest display ever. It's got facial recognition, which is a really cool trick, but we've seen it before. It's got Animoji, which is probably a shot at Snapchat and Facebook, trying to get you to do more messaging amongst your friends. So it allows you to create short clips of your emotions and send them off um, to friends and family. Perhaps you'll make a silly face with a pig emoji, for example. Wireless charging, nice. Welcome to the 21st century Apple. And a lot of brand new cameras. Um, I would say their phone is finally competitive with Samsung's. It's been about two or three years since you could say that. But they also have a better ecosystem than Samsung. Yeah, their phones didn't blow up. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. We will not be the last. We will not be the last. Somewhere below the Grand Hotel, there is a tunnel that leads down to hell. Take the dumb waiter, the laundry chute, then sneak through the hall past the boy's shining boots. The left at the courtyard, through the old garden, where all the bellhops smoke with the guards. And then you run to the old 
Bob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, pretty funny article on CNBC that says the new Apple iPhone 10 is only for rich people. And I think most phones are only for rich people. It's something we don't need. It's something we want. The ability to get sports scores and recipes and the ability to do GPS and get to work on time and figure out build-arounds on roads that are no longer standing or, or there or maybe backed up with traffic. Then you start getting into the Facebook. We don't need that. We don't need Instagram. We don't need Twitter. We don't need a lot of things, but we want it. And uh, for there to be social commentary today that the Apple iPhone is only for rich people, it's kind of like um, no no doubt, right? The new phone starting at, or the new 10 starting at 999 and I think the 8 starts at like 799 or 899 uh, somewhere there before you start getting extra um, megabytes and RAM and stuff like that. Not megabytes, but storage. It's pricey. It's a substantial increase that seems justifiable only for relatively rich people who care deeply about the appearance of their phone, and it's no doubt. When you see someone wearing a, uh, using a Google phone, an Android phone, it's already been proven that people on Tinder would rather, uh, Apple people would rather date Apple people because they see Androids beneath them to the tune of over 50%. At the gym, when I see people with Android, I'm like, oh, you should go to 20 hour fitness. Um, so there's a lack of compelling features in the iPhone X, ultimately, and that raises longer term concerns about Apple's pricing power. Uh, the frenzy for phones is probably past, but the ability to, for Apple to ring out more dollars and cents are still very high uh, from every single user. Apple shares were up nearly 40% this year into the release, and it's, again, the buy on the rumor. It's going to cure hemorrhoids, sell on the news. It doesn't cure hemorrhoids. Um, so it's a hell of an ecosystem, though. And when they said that they're going to update every HD movie you've ever bought in um, iTunes to 4K, it's like, woohoo! All my Star Wars movies that I got are now going to be in 4K. And they're like, that's even better. And that's the ecosystem that I'm like, woohooing! Um, and I don't know why, because what are there, seven or eight Star Wars movies? And I could probably buy an HD version, it's a lot cheaper than I could buy a $999 phone. Um, it's out there. But phones are for rich people. And when you look at phones, uh, data plans, and call plans, they're for rich people. There is no doubt about it. So let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. How are you, Mr. Mendez? I'm well. Good morning. Hi. You never need to say that because this is a radio show. It's not a friendly hangout per se. <laughs> um, mortgage rates um, have been in the news Mortgage applications leapt nearly 10% on the lowest rates in almost a year. That already starts to seem like it's abating a little bit as the 10-year Treasury kind of got panicked, but now it's starting to creep back up. Home buyers are clamoring to capitalize on the lowest interest rates in almost a year, driving uh, applications up 9.9% after declining for weeks. Applications to purchase a home jumped 11%. 
Um, but still down 19% on a year-over-year basis. So yeah, that's the big number. Looking at it, yeah. Yeah, that's it's still pretty low, and I mean it's no surprise when you see rates dip and you hear you see all the headlines on every practically every social website that you go to about low interest rates. You're you're going to find applications go up, and you're going to find a lot of people talking about it. I mean the reality reality is I mean, um, we are at almost year lows right now. We're at, we're on yearly lows, but almost 12 month lows, and it does attract a lot of uh, people who are looking to possibly refinance or. Uh, purchase home. I know here in the Bay Area it's a little tough, and it, you know I think most people would rather say I'd rather find the right house at the right price than and worry about the interest rate later. A lot of people have seen their equities go up, and they're saying this could this this I missed last year's interest rates, and now they're here. I could refinance, maybe pull some money out, buy some property elsewhere. So there's a lot of opportunities with these low rates. So it's interesting that you bring that up. In large part. Would you rather buy the right house at the right price or get the right mortgage at the lowest price? I would almost rather get the lowest, the right mortgage at the lowest price. Um, I know it sounds goofy, but when you're paying for 30 years and it's the difference between a $4,000 payment and a $3,500 payment, that stuff adds up. And on a month over, on a monthly basis, it's a little bit less to sweat and, no one likes sweat. Sweat is not sexy. Uh, maybe sweat is sexy, but sweat is not usually a lot sexy. more um, options to choose from. I mean, inventory, and you could almost get both. You can get the low rate and the right the right house. So when the inventory is the way it is right now, especially in the in dense population populated areas where home prices and are going up and houses are in demand, and finding that right house is is I would put it as a higher priority because. Most people, and I hate saying this because it's so cliche, but most people would rather pay more for something they like than less for something they don't like. I mean, you were just talking about the iPhone. Um, people like it, and they're going to pay money for it, um, whether they're rich or not, because they like the phone. They're getting a quality device. Um, I've, I've lived my life always saying I want to buy quality. So interest rates kind of follow. The pro- uh, programs are what drives the market, not necessarily interest rates. You have to remember two uh, Ten years ago, twelve years ago, almost we we were in a run up, and interest rates were about one to two percent higher than they are now, and we're, a lot of areas still haven't even hit their peaks again. So it's not always interest rates. It's um, you know that was driven by speculation, though. Okay, so what are you seeing right now in the Bay Area, particularly? Uh, are people rushing out to get the mortgage application done, or is the peninsula? See, I feel. And this is what I just see, and you'll have a much better vision than I do uh, because you're seeing all of the bay. I see on the peninsula that the high end is starting to get slow, that some of the high end is not going as fast as it was. I've seen some of the Chinese buyers start to sit on the sidelines, so some of the cash offers are drying up. Um, but I'm seeing a ton of a ton of building of small units, and in the end, I don't like that because... It takes a lot less land to occupy 400 bodies than it does to occupy a single family per se, and um, that bothers me. As a as someone who wants to see my real estate, my greedy personal real estate go higher, um, all those condos uh, and and apartments are not good for me. Um, if you want to follow where the market's going, you follow builders. Uh, that's why builders are always on the in the news, and they're only 
maybe 10% of homes that are sold, but that's where the market's going. So if you're seeing a lot of properties being built that are multifamily or small units, condos, t- small townhouses, and no single family, um, they're just filling the gap of, for market. Or, in the case of the Bay Area, that's the only land they can find to build. And people are buying them. So they're not going to stop for any anytime soon. But if you go back to the last 15, 20, 30 years, however far back you want to go, single-family homes have always been in high demand. And they continue will continue to be that way. So I don't have a big issue with a lot of too many condos and townhouses going up. Um, other than maybe traffic, um, you need to loot the the, the middle-end prices and the low-end single-family homes, but not the, the higher-end, I think, in, in good neighborhoods especially, because those will always be in high demand to a certain point, of course, as far as price and income and um, credit score calculations is will eventually peak out. But um, I don't know. I, I think the peninsula is a little bit different than the, the East Bay. There's a little bit more land, and I think people are – thinking about spreading out farther and farther out in out the corridors. Okay. Anything else you want to throw out there? I'm talking with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find him online at BayAreaLoanSource.com. I recently started a loan process, and it's going to be a long time before I'm finished. But you sent me out a list of 40 things, roughly, that you needed from me. <laughs> and it starts with Debbie. I don't know if it was quite 40, but, yeah, I mean, you own real estate. It was close and to 40. more real estate you own the more stuff you're going to have to provide. And, and it, people get used to that as they start buying more and more real estate. But I think the only thing I would say, if you are interested in doing a refinance or a purchase, start early. Get your credit run so that you know what, what's on there. Um, you know, Have some, a professional loan agent look at your, your package, so the complete package, so that you know what to expect, uh, any pitfalls or speed bumps, and you need to get those out of the way, especially when, if you want to do a short um, a short closing on a property and you, you're not set up with a lender, that's a mistake. Sounds good. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And when I say it's 40 items, it's pretty close. In large part, it's taxes for three years. Then it's W-2s. It's K-1s. It's... Um, cash flow statements on properties that are rentals, things like that. It, it gets up there. So anyhow, changing topics, you can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Changing topics, the new Apple Watch offers only about one hour of battery life for phone calls. It is super cool on being a Fitbit, but if you want a Fitbit that plays music, that music's going to start draining your battery, and it's going to work primarily and only with AirPods. And then if you want that Fitbit to make phone calls through your AirPods, you're talking about one total hour of battery life. How do you feel about that? So that's one of the highlights of the Apple the new watch is that it's it's great for placing calls if you need it, but it's got a pretty weak battery life if you use it. Um, so when it says over one hour of talk time while connected directly to LTE, that's not enough for you to actually go about your day without your phone. But that's okay. It's also got wireless charging, which will help. Anyhow, anyway, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. To get Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com.
comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Jamie Dimon, outspoken um, leader of J.P. Morgan, has some harsh words about the poster of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, calling it a fraud at Barclays Banking Conference. He used choice words, warning it won't end well, and likening it to the Dutch tulip bulb crazy, craze, uh, the frenzy where people paid thousands of dollars for flower seeds. So their marks aren't a surprise as Damon has a long Diamond has a long history of being critical of Bitcoin. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. He does a show here from six AM to seven AM. He talked a little Bitcoin this morning on his show, New Focus on Wealth. Again, it's Tuesdays and Wednesdays here on AM twelve twenty. You can find a podcast of it at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad. Gosh, tough few days for Bitcoin. Now, despite the fact it's still up about fourfold for the year. Um First, you had Chinese authorities preparing to shut down currencies, Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin exchanges, and any trading in Bitcoin is going to be basically outlawed. And that's what happened. As soon as this currency, look, a, a country likes to create a currency, control it with a central bank, and know where the money's at. It's part of, you know, having an economy. Now, the blockchain technology behind Bitcoin is amazing and will change the financial and insurance industry included going forward. But Jamie Dimon at J.P. Morgan, he said Bitcoin is a fraud that will ultimately blow up. It's only fit for use by drug dealers, murderers, and people living in places like North Korea. He was speaking at a conference in New York and said he would fire in a second anyone at the investment bank found to be trading in Bitcoin for two reasons. It's against our rules, and they're stupid. (laughs) Both are dangerous. He added, the currency isn't going to work. You can't have a business where people can invent a currency out of thin air and think people who are buying it are really smart. It's worse than tulip bulbs. Now, he was referring to a famous market bubble from the 1600s where tulip bulbs were going crazy. Now, he did say, look, hey, this could go to 20000 before this happens, but it will eventually blow up. I would not be surprised if by the end of 2018 we have U.S. government regulations against Bitcoin. It, I mean, look, Bitcoin is tied to criminals and drug dealers in, in North Korea, like he's talking about it. Now, there was a report by uh, FireEye, which is a cybersecurity forum. Hackers backed by Kim Jong-un's regime in North Korea are specifically targeting South Korean cryptocurrency exchanges to steal Bitcoin and other digital currencies. Um, there was a South Korean Bitcoin exchange called Yapazon. Lost over $5 million in user funds. So go ahead and invest in this stuff, but... If where your exchanges, where your Bitcoin, I don't know, wallet resides, if you know that gets hacked, you could lose it. There's no FDIC insurance on this stuff. It's crazy. Let's switch gears and talk a little bit about um, a couple of things. Uh, early retirement. There's a decent water article in the Wall Street Journal talking about early retirement. There's three main issues that I see people go into early retirement kind of against their will. It's usually health. And this is a good reason why you have disability insurance, because if you're forced into early retirement at 60 because of your health, usually it's because of a disability or health issue. 
and hopefully you have disability insurance to pay your income until you're 65. Sometimes it's because of a merger and acquisition. Stock options can get cashed out. And look, I was looking at somebody yesterday that worked for um, Avago, which is, you know, purchased Broadcom. So they're, they're looking at their um, RSUs, which are showing this $450,000 value on their Fidelity screen. But that's not really what it is. First of all, it hasn't all vested yet, and it does not count in the approximately 50% that you're going to lose from that number in taxes. So you have to be careful and know where you are. If you're in a company that you know they're kind of consolidating or looking to purchase other companies, you know what are your risks to get replaced or laid off? And what is your true after-tax value of your, your benefits? Or there's sometimes just a layoff, and that forces you into early retirement, and you usually get a package for that. So healthcare becomes the issue. If you're over 65, you get Medicare. Big deal. Under that, you get the choice between COBRA, which is usually pretty expensive because they charge you the full premium plus typically a 2% uh, annual administration fee, and you know, that gets you 18 months of coverage. But do realize that if you get a big cash severance package, the first couple of years, if it's enough to live off of the cash from the severance and what you have on your own, a lot of times you can get affordable you know, the ACA, the Affordable Care Act coverage for free with some credits that are out there. And you could have a large investment portfolio, but if your current income is under a certain amount and you're living off your cash, you can actually qualify to get those benefits for free. I've seen people that were multimillionaires get the Affordable Care Act for free, even when they say, look, this is ridiculous. I have $2 million in my portfolio. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's your income. Patient investors out there will be very leery of pursuing and chasing something like a Bitcoin. I think one of the best things CFP Chad Burton said there was something along the lines of Bitcoin's typically used by drug dealers and criminals at this point in time, and maybe speculators. Um, I'd be just cautious. I don't know. I work hard for my money, and oftentimes I, I think of myself as a, an exotic dancer. And I know you're saying, can't get that image out of my head. Blah. But I'm not going to give it away for free. And I'm not going to give it away in a simple fool's play. So I'm not saying that's what Bitcoin is. It's just something that doesn't have a lot of tangible to it. Bitcoin's seen $15.5 billion wiped off its value in 11 days since it hit an all-time high. And then what do you do if you bought high? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Uh, thanks. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.